Vijay. Welcome to Training Diary. I'm excited to start this conversation with you. Uh, thank you so much, Priya, for having me. I would look forward to have a great discussion. Likewise. To start with, uh, Vijay, I'm curious to know, take us to your formative years. How did it all start? You are, have been a science student, you are an engineer student, and then leading to a business, a big startup. How your formative years mold into the work that you are doing today? Yeah, so uh, Priya, if I have to go back, right, I mean, being an engineer, one of the major, uh, every aspiration of an engineer is to solve some problems, right? So coming from the school days, we were solving our math problems. And then coming to our engineering days, we were solving some other problems, right? So as being an engineer, it is part of our DNA to kind of solve problems. But uh, actually what happened is after I completed my IIC uh, Bangalore, I'm a computer science researcher from IIC. I passed out from there. That is the point of time I've I've realized that I have accumulated good amount of skills to really solve some real world problems, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the whole idea where can I use my skills to do something in the real world too, so that someone can get uh, uh, a problem getting solved. So that is the hunch I started off. I've never even understood that startup business and all these were all on like I had to pick it up. But always the major of my thesis was how can I solve this fundamental problem which will help many people, right? So luckily, I mean, I would say God's grace or anything, I tumbled upon to this water problem. And Mm -hmm. it is so interesting. So much, uh, you need a lot of expertise, a lot of energy, a lot of, a uh, lot of technology to solve this problem. And it's, it's, it's exciting to get into this water problem and solving. It's been a decade. We are trying to crack this problem and we will be doing it and crack it soon. Mm-hmm. As an early startup, uh, because I'm part of a startup as well. Uh, so I understand the kind of hustle, the culture there is, right? You have to be available at any time, at any point of time. So what are the two big challenges as a small startup initially that you had faced and how did you overcome? Yeah, so I would say uh, when we started, uh, basically when uh, when everything started, we were just thinking that it is just solving the problem and then the product is the solution once you build the product and everything kind of gets solved for you. But mm-hmm. later in the journey, realize that one of the thing is the product only contributes to 20% of your whole journey. So Mm -hmm. you have to pick up so many different skills to be an entrepreneur, right? You need to know how do you do your customer satisfaction, you need to know how do you do your financing, you need to do how to do your marketing, you need to, I mean, as a founder, right, you may not be an expert of things, but you need to know everything, you should be a jack of all, right? I mean, maybe master of uh, maybe one few but you should be definitely jack of all so that was one of the difficult problems it was for me being a more of a techie and an engineer how do i go and sell something right so that's what was was the thing which i had i was struggling and then how do i build an organization i've never i've never worked for any big organization for a long time it was just a two three years stunt right? but how do i build the organization so these things were uh, one of the critical things after product development where which I was facing. Uh, and then luckily we had a couple of uh, mentors who came along in our path, showed us the path, explained us, uh, taught us how to do stuff. And then somehow we ca- cracked that and went ahead. The second one of the problems of course is in India, 
considering the com- the type of company we are we are a hardware company mm-hmm. so any hardware company you would need uh, to start a hardware business you would need some basic investments to be done unlike mm-hmm. software where you just put your time and build some software uh, because you have all the free tools available you just make a software and sell but hardware is something different right you would really need to build something real world it may cost you somewhere around 30 40 or 50 lakhs and before even getting to the stage one of selling the product right you need to have some hardware and accumulating that money uh, was also one of the challenges but yeah again since we were there here family friends came together and supported us so that's how we that mm-hmm. was the problems and we solved it mm-hmm. i was about to ask the that next question that you know when it comes to the pitch of an investment when you are about to get investment what are the few things that you have to consider so let's say there are the people i remember having one podcast with a guy uh, he's, he he was in hotelier and has uh, started somewhere 2000 uh, hotel chains in us uk uh, down to the line in one year so that was a huge miss even listening to that give me goosebumps like like wow right and the moment i asked him what about the investments because that's what we hear right the bigger the scale up the lesser the profits that man has mentioned they they are completely on the threshold they have not gained a single investment throughout the time like they've been doing it and on so i'm just curious to know what do you think when um, a startup owner when um, a chain owner should know that this is the right time they should took uh, take an investment and say no to an investment yeah so priya on that trend right so it is actually dependent on the type of company you are building Mm-hmm. Right. so uh, if you consider uh, there are at least in my head there are two three types of companies i would say see one company i would say is a completely cash flow company like uh, a manufacturing setup where it is majorly about your cash flows coming in because the customer will pay you you need to have a 30 day credit cycle and you have to pay your suppliers so that is a basic cash flow kind of a companies there are another side of the companies like zomato or paytm or anything where the the thing is the number of customers matter a lot because that's when the company grows right if you have only 1000 customers in zomato versus you were having 10 mil, 10 billion customers in zomato there's a huge difference right and then that is a completely uh, a, a little long term games right so what happens is if you are a pure play service based company i would say the kind of investment you should see it is majorly on the debt side where because your cash flows will support and you can clear off the money which you are paying but right. if you are actually a product company and trying to challenge the status quo and trying to build things then you may need some uh, some risk capital which is the equity capital to kind of uh, do things right so it all depends on what you are doing and then in the same way when you talk about this example of hotel chain i know there is a initial investment but if you see it's a cash flow business right every right. day you get money coming right. to the customer all and then you should be able to recover the money in a year or a two time right so that point of time you don't need an equity you just need debt of two years a loan from for two years and then just clear it off so in that sense and then people when they say uh, they don't raise money they generally mean that they don't raise equity money so mm-hmm. but the point is they would have raised a debt money they would have done thing otherwise things won't work right so yeah. when people say they did not raise it means they did not raise equity that's okay. that's the thing yeah makes sense also what do you think coming down to a more uh, very general note saying that when we talk about they they you know uh, 
students who talk about business these days you know they want to start something on their own their uh, corporate employees everyone have this urge or somewhere a spark in them so just say giving a one advice to them what are the four most profitable when i say more, not just businesses but the genre of businesses but what are the most profitable genre of businesses or three most profitable genre of businesses that you think one can do or go with in india yeah so from my understanding uh, again seeing the development of india i mean it's it's been i see a lot of potential uh, coming in into indian there are a lot of people who came to come to me and ask like should i go abroad for masters or should i stay back and i yeah. highly recommend people saying that just this is a popular question among gen zs believe me this is this is the most uh, most of the people come and ask the same question and i say if you are trying to go abroad you are doing a big big mistake currently right so this is not the time to step out of india because mm-hmm. india is booming india will india has been growing so fast now we are in the top 5 we will get to the top 3 uh, biggest uh, economies of uh, the world this mm-hmm. is the growing time you are accelerating just like a growth stage start startup right india is accelerating just like a growth stage startup so this is not the time where you should uh, plan to get out or something you can actually want to learn some skills you can go abroad and learn some skills but don't leave india don't try to leave your citizenship don't try to leave those all things for the smaller uh, things right because in the next 10 years you will regret it if you do that way right so that's the first thing i would say now coming back to the businesses in india i would say uh, one of the important businesses of uh, the the if you see india as a country the major major adapter or the influencer of india is the penetration of internet mm-hmm. that's that's i mean with geos coming in and tart um, i mean airtels uh, and everyone kind of reducing the cost of the mobile data you are able to get connected to everyone and every facility in india so i would say internet based businesses are the way to go i mean if you want to grow much more faster in india mm-hmm. and that is side of it it could be an ecom it could be a direct to consumer it could be a brand which you believe in it could be uh, i mean any cosmetic or any of the brands which this you've been seeing lot of uh, companies building things right so that is one part of it as a consumer consumer brands d2c brands businesses that is one side the second side i would i would definitely say is on the manufacturing side because Uh, india i would say uh, means china is growing and india also aspires to become as big as china in the manufacturing side right so it's a huge if you see ola has built their biggest ola electric uh, fleet in india and a right. lot of companies like tesla want to come back to india there's like so many so much happening in the manufacturing and there a lot of so much government supporting to do it mm-hmm. right? so really want to do something that side that's also a good option the mm-hmm. third option again we are very famous for indians the smartest people on the earth right so we are the people who can cr- crack something like an ai ml kind of an algorithms where open ai and all right so those businesses right which which have lot of intelligence and artificial intelligence a lot of things then how these things can be adopted into everyone's lives so something in that tech space right which is a high tech space which is much more easier for our iits and everyone in in india because we are i would say iq level to the next level so that is one uh, one option especially for the college students because they will anyways as part of their projects they'll be getting uh, used to all these 
technologies right there's a huge scope there also building so to summarize it's a consumer uh, brand side of it the opportunity the second opportunity is in the manufacturing side of it the third opportunity is in the high tech or saas you can call it yeah. both of i think when you mention tech it's something you know building a product a saas product or something that where you can sell subscriptions right so it it is a, a massively scale up there's no limit to that so that's what i meant yeah what is the most unconventional thing a piece of advice that you have heard when you started your you know uh, your entrepreneurship journey or business what is the most unconventional piece of advice that uh, you have heard as a business person as an anth uh so as a business person i mean when i started entrepreneurship it was always uh there used to be uh, uh, uh i mean people used to compare my, my my peers right like my friends or someone who are doing a a job inside that part of it right so the whole idea was entrepreneurship they used to measure with uh, what will you make in the future with respect to a job right so that's what was the comparison which everyone used to do and everyone used to say that from 4 years you're not earning anything what are you doing and i have i've earned this much money and everything right so mm-hmm. what what they used to think that like uh, you should not see an entrepreneur journey with respect to the money which you are making or with respect to the capital which you will make in the future right i mean really i would say you still don't know whether you'll make much money or, num- or something you should not come into the entrepreneurial journey for making money you should come to start an entrepreneurial journey to solve a problem see uh, money is an outcome money will come if you create a value definitely it will definitely come but you having a clear thought that i want to make money and that's why i want to take an entrepreneurship i would say you have better ways to earn money than becoming an entrepreneur so so that was one of the things uh, people used to say me that you want to make more money that's why you want to be an entrepreneur i would completely disagree you should become an entrepreneur when you want to really feel very much about a problem and you can't live without solving that problem right that should, kind of urge should be there to really become an entrepreneur so that's what i have learned in my journey and it is not uh, an roi calculation that entrepreneur is one uh, thing so i would say entrepreneurship is a way of living it's not uh, a different uh, lifestyle or something it is the way of living it is the it is what you are an entrepreneur got it and uh, it's coming down to a next segment of our podcast we got a funky round let's know more about you here we ask a few quick questions you have to be uh, you know quick with the answers and so brief with the answers so vijay if right now if you have one superpower if the god comes and say vijay take one superpower from me what that superpower would be i would say make me the god <laughs> that's big that's devil <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if you could have teleport to one place right away, right now, and uh, do something, do some amazing thing, whether a vacation or anything that you want, what would you do? Uh, one place that you would be teleported to, and what would you do there? I would want to teleport it to some other universe to explore what happens. How is the life will be there? <laughs> Now you're talking like an engineer student. Okay. <laughs> because this is all chandrayaan 3 effect <laughs> yeah what are your three emojis that you generally use when you you chat with other people 
three uh, emojis. Yeah, so I, I use this specs, the black specs one emoji. If you see, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, <laughs> that is the one. And yeah, I use the hug emoji, mm-hmm. and then I use small smiley. Okay, and the last thing that I'm always curious to know from my guests: what is the one trend, BJ, that you would like to see more evolving in the new world? One trend that you like to see more embrace in the new era. uh so people should follow their passions and uh, that is a trend i think it is happening where uh, at least i would say when i was in an engineer or i mean before when i was in 12th i didn't know what to do in life but when now if you go and ask a 7th year kid he knows what is he wants to do in the next part of i mean good 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 that they have access to information and all but that is a good trend people are with clarity now it was not true in the earlier like 10 20 years back for us we didn't know what we were doing but now the good trend which is happening people have clarity mm-hmm. uh this made me curious to know one more thing uh as you mentioned that you know as a kid we were not aware about what are the real things as our for our education some the kind of things we have studied everything around after 18 after 17 the time we have you know come to the real life but we have realized it's a big shock okay aisa to humne kabhi padha hi nahi right aisa kuch the whole syllabus uh, or the formative years the last 10 15 years we haven't learned anything that has to do with the real life so what do you think how uh, today's parents today's uh, siblings today's uh, uh, education system can embark more that kind of thing in kids that you know they are more prepared for the real life in their early formative years when it comes uh, to the so, india yeah, yeah, i mean it's a valid point but i have a little diverse opinion here okay. the thing is we were in the past we were i kind of uh, were given all the kinds of subjects right we were given social studies we were given right. hindi why were we doing that thing right but when actually when if if i have to think back and look right i think we needed that kind of a knowledge because uh, we needed to do anything in the big world right we need a generic knowledge about everything i mean that's what actually our our schools and uh, when we were kids and all right teachers were teaching though we were in, not interested or whether you were interested right but they were making sure that you know some basics of it right because for example i am a techie now if i don't know what is profit and loss right then what will i do a business kind of right so that was that was one of the things things which happened but definitely definitely there was an improvement uh, i mean there is i would say in the current uh, one of the problems which i'm seeing in the kids is they are only following their passion that is good in one sense but it is also bad in other sense because they would not know the other parts of the world right i mean you will be only narrowing your knowledge only in one thing and then that is just not enough to be completely uh, thing right so i think uh, it should be a mix of both i would say from the past there should be some things which has to be made mandate to be learned like uh, how do you manage money how do you manage things and everything but there are obviously you should learn from the modern days where you should be more focused on your interest areas right so it should be a mix both where uh, that was that extreme today it is this extreme but we need to be in some middle way where it is kind of uh, i mean uh, satisfying right so that's yeah, what is balance of things yeah it should be a balance because jack of all as i told you jack of all is also very important right you cannot say that ki i don't know and then uh, it it is difficult at that stage mm-hmm. makes sense i think uh, the new army of the kids who are coming you know in the new era that that's going to be dressing we all look forward to see what the future holds 
for that so thank you so much we did lovely talking to you indeed and uh, thank you for being on the show thank you so much priya it was great talking to you <laughs> yeah i had a well saturday noon spend with you so thank you <laughs> thank you